Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you're listening or watching this uh, Desi Sportscast cricket show with Prasan, and it's a very warm welcome to Prasan. Prasan, good afternoon to you. How are you today? Good afternoon here. Good morning to you, Bharat. Uh, good to see you after a long time. Uh, thanks for having me again. I'm doing very well. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get the result that we probably desired back home, but um, hopefully well, a couple of positive things to come. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, we know the Indian team and we know what happened in Australia, so let's not be too down as we were when we lost that test match uh, in Australia. But um, questions still have to be asked um, in terms of how the game went. And um, I don't know, it, it's not, it, well, let me start. For a start, it's not easy living in England and then losing to England. So you can imagine uh, the stick we've had and the memes we've been sent. So that's all down on you because um, obviously living in India, I'm relying on you to bring the results in, um, but um, it didn't work out. So what are your overall thoughts? And I've got a few questions for you on the back of that, but overall in terms of, this was a big defeat. Um, what what did you make of this result in this first test? Yeah, you know, in some sense, obviously, a 227 run loss isn't ideal in the context of what we're talking about because, obviously, it's a big loss. Uh, 227 run margin is huge, uh, you know, in, in any sense of test match cricket. So, but uh, look, I mean, to, for, for starters, obviously, when a side bats 190 overs, uh, like the way England did, and uh, pretty much batted out two whole days, uh, it's very hard for the other team to come back into the match because, again, a lot of us did think that the match would end, end in a draw. But uh, the way the England bowlers bowled, you know, it just looked like they came in with a whole lot of preparation because they did play on turning tracks in Sri Lanka. Whereas we came in from tracks which were in Australia where it was quite pacey and bouncy and there wasn't much assistance uh, for the spinners. So, I think in some sense, uh, England was certainly a lot more prepared and they, they read the pitch a lot better. Um all the talk around the toss uh, having a major impact certainly still holds true because England did win the toss and they did get the better part of the pitch and uh, later on it started crumbling and, you know, it was hard to bat on. So, uh, credit to how England played, you know, obviously <clears throat> nothing to take away from the way Joe Root batted, Sibley batted and obviously uh, the way they went about the bowling as well. Anderson, the goat, um, using the magic that he did in the second inning. So, uh, hats off to the way England played and uh, a lot of questions to be answered for India for sure. Yeah, and uh, but to start off with uh, with the team selection, and I don't want to talk about the toss because I think that played a big part in the result, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, but you know, you said yeah, we need to go in with three spinners. Uh, we went in with three spinners, but I was surprised with the one of them. Uh, but um, I saw the interview with um, Virat yesterday, uh, the press conference. But uh, what did he think? I mean, the batsmen we knew were pretty much set in stone. But there was issues due to injuries about who would be selected in terms of um, the spinners. Um, Nadim and Washington, when you heard that, um, was that the obvious choice? Because everybody was saying why Kuldeep wasn't playing. Yeah, look, I mean, in some sense, I think Washington Sundar certainly made himself undroppable after the way he played in Brisbane. Um, it was it was a clear, uh, clear choice that he was in the side for his batting more than for, uh, for his bowling because... Washington Sundar, you know, isn't really someone who turns the ball too much and uh, he pretty much relies on line and let uh, to sort of um, stem the run flow. But that's not exactly what happened in this test match. You know, he did prove to be a little expensive. Virat Kohli couldn't use him too much because uh, obviously he wasn't spinning the ball despite the track being uh, spinner friendly. 
and uh, look to be very honest i think shahbaz nadim has to be put under scanner quite a bit because this he is an experienced man he is not 23 he is not 22 he is not as young as washington um he's probably in his late 20s or even early 30s uh, you know i'm not sure and for him to bowl 20 how many ever no balls that he did you know it's, it's absolutely criminal in uh, in a test match for a spinner to be bowling no balls it's absolutely unacceptable in my opinion um and even i mean apart from nadim even ashwin bowled quite a few no balls and uh, i'm not sure what's happening i think that it begins from the practice sessions and obviously um despite the fact that they didn't have too much of a say in terms of wickets uh, shahbaz nadim didn't look the best uh despite picking a few wickets so washington sundar therefore is batting i think that they'll probably need to tinker that a bit and obviously with both sundar and ashwin in the side uh, spinning the ball into the right handers that is kuldeep yadav's natural angle as well so that's probably why he wasn't picked uh we might definitely see kuldeep yadav being given a look in in the second test but at the expense of who uh, will be the question that the indian team will need to answer yeah and virat did um i was surprised when he actually called out um Uh, Nadeem and Washington, in terms of the bowling, uh, that they weren't economical. Um, if they had been, you know, the England score could have been reduced by eighty, ninety. I think if I quoted him right. Um, but I thought, you know, a little bit harsh, maybe. But uh, you know, you, you know, Nadeem a lot better than I do. Um, was it nerves or was it, you know, just you know, he was having a bad, well, five, two, three days. um i i mean it probably was a bit of nerves as well because he hasn't played too much test match cricket before uh, this test so in some sense i think he was certainly um challenged by uh, the whole atmosphere and the conditions that were at hand but having said that nadim has been a proven performer in the domestic circuit and obviously you don't just get picked for the indian side depending on one ranji season or uh, one said mustaq ali or vijay hazare season so obviously he has that experience coming in from the domestic circuit and it was surprising to see the way um you know he went about his bowling he wasn't too convincing in my opinion you know he was either too full or he was too short he wasn't challenging the england england batsmen too often and uh, that's probably something that should be worked on and of course that whole no ball issue that uh, we kept seeing again and again so um overall i think it was a below par performance from nadim and uh, actually to take over from what you said uh, probably virat kohli shouldn't have uh, called out nadim and sundar mm-hmm. because obviously they aren't to experience in terms of international cricket but that's what it is you know virat kohli is that type of a captain he's going to be aggressive he's going to call out your flaws he's going to um support you when when you're when you're having a lean time like the way he supported rahane despite the lean form he's showing so um that's that's what indian cricket is all about and um, i think this is just a learning curve for uh, whoever's there in the squad and whoever's coming into the squad uh, in the upcoming tours yeah uh, i think i was just a little bit surprised how he gave rahane quite a bit of backing and support and then when he came to the bowling attack he did say you know um uh Ashwin and Bumrah and um Ishant were on the mark pretty much but uh, he he did highlight Nadeem and Washington Washington I do feel for a young man uh, but uh, I'm sure inside they're getting a lot of support and um um the the coaching staff is working with them but in terms of uh, you mentioned two, well I'm going to come to the toss but preparation and we did talk about this in our last show the England were coming and I said you know I thought it was a really good planning by the ECB going to Sri Lanka first playing a couple of test matches against uh, let's say it's not the same Sri Lanka you'd normally see when you go there they're always tough really spinning wickets but you know they're not the same team they used to be and uh, I thought that was really good preparation but I was still surprised I know you said we come back 
from Australia and we had that sort of, it's a totally different um, pitch and environment. But um, we should be able to play at home without too much preparation, in my opinion. Or is that, you know, not um, the correct view in the sense that even if you're playing at home, you still need a bit of uh, uh, batting and bowling and being out on the pitch and getting used to the conditions. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think in some sense, the Indian team did come into the series after playing so much of fast bowling in Australia. And so to make that switch from uh, fast bowling to spin was certainly going to be challenging and uh, probably they didn't prepare enough. Or let's just say that England bowled really well because uh, obviously Jack Leach and Dom Best and obviously the Pacers, um, they were in, uh, you know, they, they did have that experience of bowling on turning tracks in Sri Lanka. So... Uh, in some sense, I think England was certainly a lot better prepared for the turning tracks than India were. Um, and, you know, the pitch started, uh, you know, uh, <coughs> showing its true form towards the third and fourth day. And in the fifth day, you know, we saw, especially with Virat Kohli's wicket, uh, the ball kept very, very low. Uh, the one that, uh, you know, got him out when Ben Stokes bowled it. So, I think uh, the pitch had a lot, uh, you know, in terms of uh, how India fared. And... Um, Unfortunately, India had to bat both times and uh, on when the pitch was con uh, consistently deteriorating. So, I think um, it certainly had to do with how India probably didn't prepare enough for the pitch. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if the curator is going to be given another go at uh, making the pitch uh, anymore. So, as per what I heard, this was his debut match and uh, it might as well be his final match uh, if, if uh, the pitch is going to remain like this. What, he's not going to curate the pitch for the second test? Uh, you never know. I mean, obviously, he was the butterfly jokes uh, and sort of was made into me material because, I mean, apparently this was his first, uh, this was his debut match curating the pitch and um, uh, certainly the pitch wasn't exactly to the liking of a lot of the players and obviously a lot of the fans as well. A uh, lot of uneven bounce. Um, there were random balls that just took off, balls that kept low. So, very inconsistent pitch and I don't think that's what Test cricket deserves and it's definitely not an international match. So, um, hopefully he isn't fired but uh, someone works along with him, uh, you know, to sort of make sure that uh, the pitch is given its due credit or yeah. it's made well for the second Test. Absolutely. And to be fair to the BCC, I think they normally get the pitches right for home conditions. So, um, we'll give the uh, gentleman a bit of leeway on that one. But it, in my opinion, the toss did make a big difference. I mean, you said it, uh, the England did have, they had to still take advantage of the good conditions. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty much a flat wicket for two days, two and a half days. And I think um, once you've racked up a lead of about 200, you know, you're not going to win the test match. You're playing to save it. And then when the pitch starts to deteriorate, you're going to struggle even more. Um, especially if we take into consideration the lack of preparation, maybe, as you say. Uh, but, um, you know, the, I thought the toss was crucial in this test match when you look back. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. I mean, last time when we spoke before uh, the match, you know, we, we were talking about nil for three, zero for two, uh, five for three and all those sort of situations. But the way Dominic Sibley and Joe Root went about their business, I think it was phenomenal. Uh, Joe Root in particular, obviously, coming into the series on the back of um, a man of the series performance against Sri Lanka. So, I think in some sense, it was it was a fantastic performance. Obviously, Sibley, um, the character that he is, he's that patient cricketer who's going to who's gonna sort of uh, give give it all and uh, sort of grind it out in the middle. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, for the first two days, uh, we, we even compared it to uh, the ground here in Bangalore, you know. 
actually nice road is the highway that we call in bangalore and that's how it was in the first two days and then it just turned out to be a normal kormangla wicket where it's uh, where you have stones randomly in the middle of a surface and the ball you know pitches on the stone and then it goes all over the place so that's pretty much how it was and i think as you rightly mentioned england made full uh, use of the conditions at hand and uh, sort of played out those one night overs which was very crucial and from then on it was always going to be a matter of whether england win or india win uh, india draw the match because it is always going to be difficult for india to chase down a very big total after considering that first innings deficit and in terms of uh, the england batting i mean they did have that preparation and uh, like you say uh, you know good preparation and good series against sri lanka and the batsmen got their eye in and um, i mean you have to mention joe root uh, what an innings um, i know he's 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 the main man for england and we did say you know if you get joe root out that's pretty much half the job done um, but um, what was your impressions of whether the Indian bowlers will be able to uh, get on top of Joe Root after that incredible uh, test match he's had? Yeah, well, I mean, um, he's bound to hit one failure, isn't he? He's batting in such good form. Uh, failures eventually going to catch up, I guess, <laughs> or the law of averages, as most people like to call it. But yeah, I mean, look, to be very honest, Joe Root's in a, in a purple patch of his own. I think um, he's looking absolutely fantastic with the bat. Uh, he wasn't troubled much at all by the Indian pacers or even the spinners for that matter of fact. And uh, he just seemed to be middling everything perfectly. And But look, I mean, again, it's it's a matter of just one ball that needs to get a batsman out. And um, the, Indian, the Indian bowlers will specifically need to be uh, hitting that nagging line and length and force him to play at everything, uh, which is probably something that they didn't do enough, in my opinion. And um, that's something that they need to correct. So, in that sense, uh, Joe Root is certainly not... not uh, unstoppable. I think uh, we spoke about how if Joe Root is, um, is removed early, that's half the job done, but he certainly wasn't. And that's pretty much the deficit that India conceded uh, towards the end. I mean, how much ever he scored. So, um, that just speaks volumes about how much of a top dog Joe Root is in, in England cricket. And um, he's certainly going to be the big fish for the next three test matches without a shadow of doubt. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, after the first uh, the defeat in Australia in the test and I thought really I thought we're in for um, a battering and we could lose it you know quite 2-0 3-0 obviously it didn't happen and um, it was an incredible series but I don't have that same feeling after this defeat I'm a lot more confident going into and thankfully the second test is very you know it starts on Saturday so you haven't got a lot of time uh, to reflect on the defeat and you can get back and stop um winning again um but i don't have that same feeling i think this indian team can still go on to win the series um and in terms of that one in terms of the second test like i say it starts on saturday um would you agree that there's not going to be any changes in the batting lineup and if there are who do you think so and in terms of the bowling what are the options uh, for virat and coach sastri yeah, I think uh, the batting certainly going to remain the same. Uh, there wasn't much to sort of uh, take away from. I mean, rather the failures, you know, there's nothing much that could have been done because obviously both uh, Rahane and Rohit Sharma were probably the two uh, with consistent failures in both innings. But uh, obviously, Rohit Sharma got out of pitch of the delivery from first uh, Jofra Archer and then Jack Leach. And uh, Rahane, I mean, uh, an incredible the, catch. James yeah, yeah, first one, Joe Root, was a fantastic catch. And then uh, James Anderson, uh, you know, sort of was at his peak in that uh, particular inning. So, 
Uh, in, in that sense, I think they were the two. They were the only two who sort of failed with the bat, and uh, so you can't obviously top them. And so the top six out automatically remains the same. Now it's a question of the, if they want Washington Sundar's batting more than Kuldeep Yadav's bowling, um, because Kuldeep Yadav obviously does offer them a lot more with the ball than what Washington Sundar does. So. Um, Shabazz Nadim again, if he's dropped to uh, sort of play Kuldeep Yadav, that means that they'll again have three bowlers who'll bowl the ball into the right-hander, and so it'll again come down to if they want to play someone like uh, you know Hardik Pandya, who is warming the benches, um, you know, in place of uh, Washington Sundar, and uh, sort of give Kuldeep Yadav that opportunity with uh, Shabazz Nadim on the benches. But I really feel Kuldeep Yadav has to be played with the variations that he has. He can take the ball away from the right-hander as well. Um, and a, a Chinaman bowler or a, or a wrist spinner is all, always a very big commodity in any form of cricket. So he certainly has to be given a look in. Uh, whether that will be at the expense of Nadim or Sundar will be the question. Otherwise, I think Ashwin, Ishant, and Bumrah have to be there. Um, you know, they'll probably be rested for one match or so, depending on the workload management. But yeah, that's probably going to be a big call. It, it, it will be a big call, especially after what Vera said in the press conference that, you know, there's too much of a similarity between Kuldip and Ashwin and uh, yeah. they want variety. And um, I don't know, do, do you think he will roll back on that and go with Kuldip because of what you said? And the other thing with Kuldip is it's been a long time since he's played out in the middle in a competitive game. Um, is that a factor? And the last question on this one is, I know Rahul Chaha has been brought in as... Uh, standby. Um, Nadim was a surprise to me. Do you think there'll be another surprise possible? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the last few months have been all about surprises. I mean, they've, uh, like right from when India started full strength and then uh, Kohli went and then, you know, after that, obviously, Rohit Sharma came late, Ishan wasn't there, Shami went, Tomesh went. And basically, we just played with uh, the, all the reserves that we had. Only Karthik Tyagi and Kuldeep Yadav didn't play in that squad that went to Australia. So, having said that, you know, I, I think uh, they might not want to rush Rahul Shahar in yet because um, obviously they'll, they'll probably be testing him out in the nets and uh, he might feature later in the series. But um, one of Shabazz Nadim and Washington Sundar will go because obviously Kohli wasn't too impressed with uh, what they brought to the table. Um, my gut feel is just because Washington Sundar has done so much with the bat, they still might persist with him. But having said that, this is international cricket. You know, you can't rest easy on your laurels. I'm sure Washington Sundar will know that himself. And, um, you know, they just might do, might want to bring in uh, Kuldeep Yadav because he'll be hungry to perform and silence his critics. He obviously didn't have a great time in IPL and um, he was overlooked for the limited over series, played just one match. Uh, he was overlooked for the whole of the Australian series. So, if given a chance, I'm... I'm really sure he'll want to prove his naysayers wrong and um, what better opportunity than on a uh, on a track that's going to give him a lot more assistance than in any other test match series. And what about my um, confidence? Is that misplaced? So I think, you know, you're always confident and you're always positive <laughs> and you share that with me and uh, brings my positiveness up as well. But like I said, you know, I don't have the same feeling after we lost the uh, te first test to uh, Australia. I, I think we can still win this series. Is that still is that misplaced? Have you changed your view on this? Yeah, look, I think uh, I think in some sense, if you look at the way Kohli's been talking in the past few press conferences, you know, he's got one eye on the World Test Championship for sure. 
although he might be saying stuff like we mm. don't play for that we don't play for this but eventually kohli is a man who wants trophies under his belt you know there's so much of scrutiny around his captaincy that he doesn't win matches he doesn't win trophies he's and for him to you. win that yeah he's he's not one for just one or two matches he's one for the whole series um he's a captain who wants to win trophies and i'm sure he has one eye out on the world test championship and for that to happen india have to win two matches for sure and uh, they can't lose one more so uh virat kohli will know and he will instill that sort of a belief in the players saying you know what we need to win uh we need to put up big runs on the board we need to take wickets we need to be aggressive and i think we will see that aggressive brand of cricket in the indian team in the coming test matches obviously the pink ball test will be probably a bigger challenge than uh, the second test in ahmedabad but um, uh, obviously the next match is going to be very crucial and in some sense i think uh the indian players will know where the england uh, batsmen are missing out obviously they won't have the services of butler as well um that might upset the, the rhythm of the england team uh and uh, they still need to figure out if they're going to persist with the same unit or they're going to make some changes in the bowling attack so england certainly have the task cut out as well but at the same time india will know that uh, you know they need to win and for that to happen there can't be a better captain than virat kohli to sort of push the players and instill that belief in them that they have to win and give it all on the field yeah i don't think so any any doubt that virat has got an eye on that um, getting to the final and um i'm sure he'll be uh, like you say uh, pumping up the boys but one thing that might make a difference and you can update me as to where we are with the uh crowd situation um is it still set for um 50% or a certain percentage of crowds being allowed in for the second test yeah they've settled in at 50% uh, and they did start the ticket sales uh, a little earlier this uh, month or i think it started today if i'm not wrong um so they've got 50% they've, they've uh, sort of settled in on 50% of the crowds being allowed in the stadium and um, i think everyone's ready for that uh, anderson ashwin everyone spoke about how they want to play in front of the crowd so mm. it's going to be very interesting i think um, it'll be a very good spectacle of cricket and hopefully the second test pans out a lot better for the fans at the stadium than what they witnessed from at home during the first test and i think it will make a difference uh, playing in front of an indian crowd um with the uh, passion and um the support i think that adds to the uh, pressure if uh, we can get some sort of lead or you know put the england bat- batsmen under pressure because they're not like i said it's a pretty inexperienced side um and i think uh, not having crowds might have helped them a little bit you never know but having crowds into the stadium will definitely help the indian team absolutely and um, i think the indian team under kohli thrives under uh, you know the crowd support um, i think a lot of times all the players have spoken about how they love to play in front of a crowd and um, uh, having a home crowd always helps i think the englishman would certainly be under pressure and as you mentioned they're slightly inexperienced in terms of the overall outfit so uh, the crowd support can work in favor of india uh, and uh, you know push them and sort of give them some more inspiration to do a lot better uh, and that's probably something that they need because they do need to win they need to win two more matches mm. to make sure that they have a good shot at that world test championship final so a lot to play for and uh, crowds at home and rather than in the stadium uh, might just be the solution to push them towards a win yeah so if you're going at 50% there should be around 20 25000 hopefully each day um and i think that a huge crowd can make a, a crowd of that size can make a huge difference so it'll be good to see uh as well and it'll be good to see how that pans out in terms of uh, moving forward i know they're looking at bigger crowds when we move to the third and fourth test uh, but um it'll be um good to see crowds back in the stadiums in india 
Um, the other thing that's happening, um, I'm not sure we'll be able to talk about it again before it happens, is that uh, the banking system in India is going to be really tested on the 18th. Uh, because that's when the mini auction is going to take place and uh, crores of rupees are going to be spent, possibly most by um, your boys. And uh, like we said, hopefully they've taken on board what you've been saying. Um, how much are you looking forward to the IPL auction next week? Yeah, it's probably, a, it's probably a huge event, isn't it? I mean, every time an IPL auction happens, there's so much of buzz around it. Uh, a lot of players involved as well this season. Obviously, it's not a mega auction, but at the same time, there are quite a few big names available for grabs. Uh, Shreesan, Maxwell, uh, Jai Richardson, James Wynn. So many very good quality players who have been performing in the IPL. Um, sorry, in the Big Bash League and also in the domestic circuit. So, really looking forward to it. Obviously, we have the second best purse after Kingston Punjab. And, um, I, you know, obviously, given RCB's track record of uh, selecting players in the auction, I hope they don't over-splurge on a single player. But uh, that's... That's something that we hope with every season and um, hopefully this season. We don't have too many bases to cover in that sense. So, I think um, uh, the RCV management will be very um, to the point uh, when it comes to picking the players that they want. So, hopefully it pans out well. Uh, otherwise, really excited. Uh, an IPL auction always brings with it a whole lot of excitement and uh, curiosity. So, looking forward to it and uh, hopefully we have some very exciting action to cover as well. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it this time as well. Like you say, it's a mini one, but there's still some big names uh, that are available uh, to be signed up. And I know um, uh, Punjab have got the biggest budget and uh, probably the largest number of players that that are uh, with uh, Punjab. 14 slots, I think, open. But I think Bangalore have got three slots open for overseas players. In your so-called Dream 11, who would those three overseas players that you would wish Bangalore go for? And they've got a budget, I know, not to splash out one big money signing, but um, who would your three players that ideally you could get into the Bangalore team, Bangalore team? Well, to be very honest, I've been a Maxwell fanboy for as long as I can remember. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of people know this. And so... When Glenn Maxwell was released by Kingsland Punjab, I think I got... To be fair, he's had a good uh, big bash. Absolutely. But for some reason, he just doesn't turn up in the IPL, you know. Apart from that one 2014 season, uh, that, that was absolutely phenomenal for him, uh, you know, in UAE. Last season, he didn't even hit a single six. No. And, uh, you know, 10 separate people picked me saying, do you, do you still want Maxwell in your team? And I was like, yes, I still want Maxwell in my team because he's a match winner on any given day. But... Uh, look, I mean, jokes aside, I think Max was a fantastic player. Um, he's someone who also brings up that leadership quality into the side. And uh, he can obviously be a power hitter at five. And for a long time, we've had to depend on Kohli and De Villiers. And we haven't had much uh, assurance after that. So, I think with Maxwell coming in, uh, that will be really good. Um, for the other slots, we certainly probably need one more foreign pacer or maybe a foreign spinner uh, because we already have Daniel Sams and Kane Richardson. So, Maybe that all-rounder is someone that we need to look for. Uh, maybe we can probably even try and get Chris Morris back at a relatively lower mm. price because we did mm. pay quite a bit for him. We paid 10 crores the last time. So, um, I, I, a lot of players to pick from really. And uh, he, despite being despite this being a mini auction, we're still spoiled for choice. And that just speaks volumes about how big a tournament IPL is and uh, how much of quality comes into the picture every time the IPL is played. So... Uh, really looking forward to it. I think a lot of permutations and combinations are possible. 
uh, waiting to see where the likes of Arjun Tendulkar, uh, Sri Sant, and all go. Because if if any other team apart from Mumbai Indians pick Arjun Tendulkar, it's gonna be a it's gonna be news for like one week. I can tell you that, you know. So really looking forward. I, I... I was really surprised uh, that his name was included. I'm not surprised, but uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Put it that way. I think that might be a better way of saying it. I think he's got a base price of rupees twenty lakh, uh, but yeah. that's probably his pocket money for the for the week or something <laughs> like that. So he could pay for that himself. Uh, but um, you know, he, I mean, it's why are they bothering? He's going to go to Mumbai, surely. It's given, is it, isn't it? Isn't it it's- isn't that going to be a strategy? If, if the Kings and Punjab raise it over 10 crore, there's nothing that the Mumbai Indians can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be just unbelievable. For the, just for all the banter, you know, if the Kings and Punjab, RCB, Rajasthan Royals, those who have so much of so much money more than the Mumbai Indians, if they just keep raising the price and finally the Mumbai Indians, um, you know, go, okay, fine, we don't have money. But I mean, look, uh, Arjun Tendulkar was obviously not proven at all. So I don't think the Kingsland Punjab will want to spend that amount of money. But uh, I mean, well, quite a few high-profile players have pulled out. Joe Root isn't a part of it. Mitchell Stark mm-hmm. isn't going to be a part of it. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I hope RCB don't pick Arjun Tendulkar. I think <laughs> we already have Dan Sams and we have Siraj and Saini. So I don't think we really need Arjun Tendulkar, so to say. <laughs> well, I was just looking at Mumbai's potential budget. They've got just over 15 crore, I think, to spend. And um, if the auction goes, as you say, with Arjun, we'll see how much of that they spend on him just to ensure he stays in Mumbai. Um, that'd be incredible. That's some one to look out for, though, because um, he has to be picked because of who he is. And um, yeah, like I said, yeah. um, I, like he has to be picked. Let's just leave it at that. The other one I want to, I mean, Sri Santh, uh, he's back. Um, I don't think that's a bad, I mean, he's going for, I think he's got a base price of 35 lakhs. It's not a bad shot as a backup bowler, even at his age. Or do you think that's wishful thinking on his part? Yeah, look, I mean, he's coming back into cricket after seven years. Um, he looked decent in the side, Mushtaqali, not too much to drive home about. So, I don't think teams will want to splurge too much on Sri Sant. Uh, they might just go with the emotional quotient and probably might just go at lower one crore, in my opinion. But nothing more than that, probably, you know, obviously... Uh, he still needs to prove that he's uh, he's at the peak of his powers, which he probably won't be because he's again coming back after a long period. So, um, Rajasthan Royals might want to make this a homecoming for him. Uh, obviously, they have released quite a few big players, but uh, uh, they've traded a few players as well. So, I think they'll want to uh, sort of sign Srishan back and give him that sort of a uh, you know top dog in the bowling unit, uh, uh, you know, sort of a tag. So, along with Jofra Archer. Imagine if Sishan's there, it's going to be pretty fun, won't it? Uh, so, yeah, look, I mean, apart from that, I think uh, there are there are quite a few teams which might want to have Sishan's. Obviously, he comes in with experience as well. But I don't think teams will want to spend much. Probably within mm-hmm. one or two crores is something that um, that Sishan's might go for. But one player, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but one player from uh, Kerala that uh, seems... I've heard his name mentioned quite a few times that might go for um, decent money is Mohamed um, Azuruddin. Had a good um, side Mushtaqali trophy, well, decent, uh, for, uh, considering you know, he, there was a century that was he, he scored. Um, what, how do you rate him and um, what are his chances of getting a big contract? You know, what's funny is after he scored that amazing century that he did, uh, every single publication did his interview and the next match he got out for a duck. 
and that's what that's what uh, cricket is it's it's a great leveler uh, you know that's that's the game and uh, look i mean a lot of performance have come out of the said mustaq ali trophy i think hari nishant from the tamil nadu cricket association looked really good um rishi dhawan has looked really good for himachal pradesh so quite a few players who have made a mark in the said mustaq ali mohammad azuruddin obviously being a local player being an opener um is someone who might go for big money i think ramanullah gurbaz also set t10 on fire um he looked very very good at the top of the order so i think quite a few interesting players but uh, local talent will go out for sure and uh, hopefully you know if mohammad azuruddin gets a good contract um maybe sanju samson will force uh, rajasthan royals to bid for uh, mohammad azuruddin but if all the kerala players end up in rajasthan royals it's going to be quite fun won't it <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There will be a, a bit of South India there. Um uh, but um yeah, I mean there's not always a bad option is it uh, to go with a core of uh, players from one state. Um a bit a bit more uh, team camaraderie and uh, team Just building like so. Karnataka 11 Punjab were for uh, Exactly. <laughs> <last> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see a lot to look forward to, and we'll see some of the uh, mini stories that come out of it. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of players, over a thousand players, I believe, have been registered. I think there's um, only sixty contracts, twenty-two overseas contracts. So you know, there's there's not going to be there's going to be a lot of uh, disappointed players um, that are registered that won't be picked. Um, but uh, that is um, the competition. That's uh, the IPL. It's not easy to get into, uh, but a lot of money is going to be spent. lot of money by uh, bengaluru we see if we can get glen maxwell into um into the uh, the team and i think that will be a, a good auction for you no matter who else they come in for uh, so we'll see how that pans out and we'll obviously speak about that but first things first let's win the second test get it back on track um, a lot more confident uh, than before so we'll see what happens but um It's a bit a bit of a shorter show than normal, but I hope uh, everybody's enjoyed it. I certainly have. Always makes my day. I was just um, before we started the show, I showed uh, Prasan the view outside my window at the back of the house, and it's covered in white. It's minus three, but after talking to Prasan, I'm warmed up and uh, ready for the day. I know you're in the afternoon here. It's morning here, but uh, I'm uh, pumped up and looking forward to the second test, the IPL auction. So thank you again uh, Prasan it's been uh, really enjoyable talking to you as always my friend You're always too kind Bharat I mean uh, yeah just before the show we were talking about it hopefully you have a great day have a great weekend and uh, we will talk soon thanks for having me again and uh, have a great weekend Brilliant thank you